Hello and welcome to the Success Secret Podcast with Rosso Santalev. I am excited to introduce you to a series of conversations with some of the most successful and inspiring individuals from various industries. My aim is to dive into the stories behind their success and explore the knowledge, strategies, habits, mindsets, and wisdom that have propelled their success. Each episode of the Success Secret Podcast will feature a different guest who will share their unique journey, the challenges they faced, and the lessons they have learned along the way. I will also be covering topics from entrepreneurship and innovation to leadership and personal development. Whether you are an inspiring entrepreneur, a seasoned business professional, or just someone looking to improve your life, the Success Secret Podcast is for you. My goal is to bring you valuable insights and inspiration that will help you achieve your own success in business and life. So get ready to learn and be inspired. The Success Secret Podcast starts now. So in this episode, I have with me Jason Sircone. He's a podcast guesting strategist and helps value-driven coaches and consultants establish authority status and become thought leaders in their niche by way of effective podcast guest appearances. He's also the voice of evolution of brand, a podcast featuring authentic entrepreneurs and professionals sharing brand building strategies to help you succeed on your pursuits to success. So Jason, welcome to the Success Secret Podcast. Thanks for having me, Hussein. Excited to be here with you today. Awesome, awesome to have you on the show. So, Jason, I want you, first of all, tell me and the Success Secret Nation, first of all, what is it exactly that you do and why did you start to do it? What I do exactly, it's it's more than just podcast booking and, and getting people booked on podcasts. I wanted to go a layer deeper. Really, it all started for me. I started podcasting in 2015 and grew in the space, ended up helping some people launch shows. And in doing that, I started to work with people on the guesting side, just getting them booked, but more so helping them with their skill set. And that was really what I saw as something that was needed in the space. I know a lot of professionals, they're not necessarily podcasters, but being a podcast guest is a phenomenal way to build your brand because you can network on a high level. You can make new introductions or get new introductions to new people seemingly every day. Each guest appearance you make gives you an opportunity to tap into a new audience and present your message, bring them value. And there is a strategy involved in doing that right. In order to maximize your experience, you have to think about a lot of different points and a lot of different factors. And I don't think a lot of professionals outside of the podcast space are truly in tune with that. So I saw that as an opportunity to bring education to mainly coaches and consultants are who I'm working with today, but I'm always open to do strategy sessions with anybody looking to grow their brand in this space. But really the goal is to give them the tools, the tips, the strategies that will help them excel as a podcast guest and use it to elevate their brand. Mm, Awesome. So we will be getting into more how podcast guesting can help someone or entrepreneur, how to build or grow their businesses. But first of all, I want to know from your aspect of things so when you started like into things did you think that this thing that i'm going to be doing is going to be hard or have you have you had some kind of help or were you alone when you started everything when i first started podcasting i i think i was a little naive i think i came into it with uh the wrong attitude i had a friend him and i started a podcast and a uh, long story short We didn't do a lot of planning, and 
I felt that I could do better than this other guy who was trolling me on Twitter for something that I had been working on. And it was the completely wrong approach. And, you know, I've learned a lot as I've gotten older and that was my first experience with a troll. And I've learned that you don't pay them any mind. So that was really where it started. But I, I look at that as, yeah, that might have been the wrong way to start, but it got me started. And I did radio back in college. So this was the next best thing. And I just fell in love. And through, over the eight years that I've been in the podcast space, there have been periods where I've taken time off from physical podcasting myself just to study to listen to other podcasters, to listen to radio and TV personalities, how they conduct interviews and tell their stories and communicate with the camera or the microphone. And also I've made connections with so many people in the space, both in, in podcasting itself and then in the professional sphere as well, just from having the opportunity to have powerful conversations on my podcast it's really helped me develop my network, which is why I always believe and I always preach that the podcast platform is the best networking tool in the world because you're having these great interactions and not just impacting listeners, but getting the opportunity to connect with like-minded professionals and share ideas. And maybe they need exactly what you have to promote or vice versa. And when you have those powerful conversations, that's where you make those discoveries. So along the way, I definitely wasn't alone. <laughs> there are times when you feel like, now nah, maybe I am by myself here. But the reality is I always have people that I can reach out to for guidance and for support and vice versa. If they need that from me, they can reach out and I'm always willing to lend a helping hand. So that leads me to the question now, now in business, because like you mentioned you need certain things in order to success in business and success in life or in business like it, it sometimes it's not like attached to a goal a certain goal or a certain income it's about going the next step right so how, how how would you say that the most important business skills let's say one two three for example for any entrepreneur to have success if you're starting out, I think the first thing you have to determine is why. What what are why are you doing what you're doing? And it can be a number of different reasons, but you have to define that for yourself so you can stay loyal to your mission because if you start something very haphazardly without a target of where you want to get to and how you can build upon your initial idea, it's very hard to maintain consistency because you need that foundation. If you don't have a foundation on which to build, the building's going to crumble. So Definitely. defining your why, have to do that right up front. And I just made reference to the second part. I feel whatever you're doing, you have to do it consistently. So if you're going to start a podcast, for example, you need to, you need to develop a plan that's going to allow you to be consistent so you can always be there for the audience that tunes in to hear what you and your guests have to say, or if it's just you on your own, tune in to hear what you have to say. People start to work you into their lives. And that's not, and that, that, that transcends podcasting. If you are building a brand that impacts people and they are relying on you as a resource and all of a sudden you're not there for them, they're going to go find another resource. 
So mm-hmm. consistency is absolutely huge. And that start it stems from number one, because if you understand why you're doing what you're doing and you're passionate about that mission, it allows you to be more consistent. And three, and I mean, I, I don't even want to rank these because they're so, oh, one is one, but everything else is so interchangeable because of the importance, but you need to root your efforts in value and be someone willing to serve someone willing to give up their expertise and make an impact on the world. So more people understand what you're all about. Trust is an enormous factor in business today. And it always has been, but even more so today because of all of the scams and all of this technological stuff that can absolutely derail you and and, and con you, you have to put yourself in a position to where you are reputable and you are established establishing trust with those people you want in your world so rooting your efforts in value and always willing to be a person or an entity of service is going to help you do that and in turn it's going to allow you to amplify your message it's going to allow your audience to grow and it's going to allow more advocates to enter into your world and support you and your efforts yeah, that's that's amazing. Actually, like <clears throat> recently, I've been thinking. For example, what are the three most important thing in business? Uh, to me, they were like, for example, some kind of a skill set that you are good at, which is I'm trying trying to develop right now is be a better host every day. Mm-hmm. The second thing is, for example, the network, like you mentioned also, like the it's about the who you know and who knows you it goes both ways right which is important and the third one is like basically service serving people and it could be on multiple ways like adding value for example a point of them and also it could include sales in it like because se- yeah. se- selling people what actually could they need uh, or they want or they don't know what they want like sometimes Steve jobs no <clears throat> told Told some people like people don't know what they want until you show them, right? So sometimes that way. So you have to add value and service to people in multiple ways, like adding value and selling. So there is multiple things. So these are the three three important things that I think each person should have to start building and growing a business. So that's one. So you mentioned consistency. Now <laughs> I've been a, a host for some quite some time now, like I think a year and a half now. So podcasting and consistency, this is very important. Mm-hmm. How do you stay on track on things as a podcast guest? The best way to stay consistent in this works for hosting and guesting is to not overwhelm yourself. I think a lot of people want to try to shoot the moon with anything they're doing. And it's a natural aspiration for any of us. We want to overachieve. We want to get to the highest level as fast as we can, right? Well, if we slow things down and learn from each step along the way, we're going to be a much more well-rounded person when we get to that level of success. And what ends up happening a lot of times with podcasts and and when people start a podcast, it's a lot of work. Hussein, you can attest. You're a podcaster. You know how much work you put into each and every episode that you put out. So 
on the front end, when someone says, Ooh, podcast, that looks fun. I want to start a podcast. This is going to be great. <laughs> and it is, don't get me wrong. It can be incredibly rewarding, but you need to understand up front the work involved. Because if you dive in thinking this is going to just be this sexy thing and I have this podcast and the world's going to listen, spoiler alert, they're not. It takes time <laughs> to develop your skill set. It takes time for your audience to grow. And many podcasters want that quick, quick, quick mm. result. And seven or eight episodes in, that's like the average, which is scary as hell. And people say, ah, oh, this isn't for me. And they walk away from their show before they ever have a chance to break through yeah, on the yeah. guest side. Well, I mean, and flipping it to the guest side, many people think it's quality over quantity, or I'm sorry, quantity over quality. I'm going to go on as many podcasts as I can possibly go on. That's going to be increasing my exposure. Therefore, more exposure means more results. But if those podcasts that you make a guest appearance on don't align with your mission and your message and your objectives, your message isn't going to resonate. So therefore, it falls flat and all of your efforts are all for naught. You may get some practice, but why not direct that practice at the podcasts where your message will resonate? So not overwhelming yourself and trying to do too much and just go as slow as you can and build your skill set. Find your voice, find your confidence, get comfortable with what you're doing. Then, of course, once you're comfortable, you can start to increase the amount of interviews you do, the amount of episodes you release per week. It all comes together naturally, but you have to look at how you can develop your skill set first, and that's going to lead to the consistency that you need. Of course, that is, that's true. Like <clears throat> you mentioned, it 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 it's something that if you like I read some article I think that for example I think like ninety percent or something uh, of podcast hosts for example <clears throat> don't publish beyond like the tenth episode or so something like that. Mm-hmm. So so when you read that, people sometimes might think that uh, if I'm a guest or whatever or host even. So if I would appear like on some episodes or some shows, it would be good for me. Yeah. On the other hand, you have to look at the long-term game, I think. It's not a short-term game. Yes. Like, yeah, uh, uh, the funny thing is like, in, in I, I'm a podcast host, right? And I have an audience, but it's not that, as an audience, it's not that large of audience. Sure. But uh, but from what I saw, for example, in the back end of my Spotify account, like like when they sh- they show you like uh, something called the wrap for the year, mm-hmm. so so they told me that I uploaded I think one thousand six hundred twenty six minutes of uh, content for audio, and mm-hmm. I was in the top uh, from the I passed I passed ninety six percent of creators. By uploading more than them. So like basically I'm from the top 4% in the category that I'm in in Spotify. So mm-hmm. when I read that, I thought that was good. It's not like I have a ton of millions of followers, but I am seeing that consistency is building and building. You need time, like you mentioned. The problem is with other people in this world, like we want some kind of we want like instant gratification and that does yeah. not work. Not everything works in a week or a month. Sometimes it does. Maybe it's some kind of, uh, I don't know, maybe a lucky shot. You can call it whatever, but 
generally in life and in business, things need time to develop, right? 100%. Yeah, podcasting especially. I mean, I think about, you know, like I was saying before, like you start your show and you think the world's going to show up and listen and they're not. And it's because they don't know who you are yet. They don't know if you're going to stick around yet. They really have to get loyal to your episodes and to the content you're producing. Now, if you consistently deliver excellent conversations and really engaging content from one episode to the next, that's going to build loyalty. And that's when those listeners that do tune in, even if your audience may have 25 people in it now, those 25 people approve and they like what you're doing and they're going to keep coming back. And maybe they turn around to one person in their circle and say, I was listening to the Success Grid podcast. You need to listen to this too. This is phenomenal stuff. Now your 25 becomes 50 because we always follow the recommendations of our friends and colleagues, right? If somebody says you've got to go see this movie, it's awesome. If you're in going to see a movie mode, well, Joe said this was good. Let's go check it out. Podcasts work exactly the same. The best thing about this, and this is one of those things I always laugh at because I know I fell prey to this in the past as well. When your new episode comes out, we're all so pumped up and jazz. I've got this person's interview coming out. It's going to be awesome. And I'm sharing this and we're going to beat the hell out of it in regards to promotion. So the world knows this is out there. And then like three days later, it's like, no, that episode's over. Now I got to do this all over again for the next episode. So <laughs> our, 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 it's like this little emotional roller coaster in regards to our excitement. But just because episode 33 is out. It doesn't mean episodes one, two, and right up to 32 are any less valuable. They're still there in your content catalog. And if people discover you on episode 33 and they love it, guess what? They're going to start binging the rest of the catalog. Mm. The Beatles did not become one of the world's most popular bands just because of Let It Be. Mm. That was one song in a catalog of hundreds of songs. And everybody gravitated to the one they loved the most and then discovered the rest of it was really damn good too. That's how this works as well. If you get one episode that grabs somebody's attention, if you keep coming at them with more good content, they're going to stick with you. And that's why I, when I speak to guests, this is the level you need to be playing at as well, because you want to be a part of that. You want to help that podcaster create content that drives that type of emotion for people. Because when they start recommending that show and that show grows, that's more people that hear your message as well. Exactly. So now do you think like podcasting is like on the top of the list for uh, anyone like to to build their brand or there are other alternatives you might think? Do you think podcasting is best or do you think other ways are best? Well, call me bias, but I say podcasting is absolutely. And the reason I say it is... Because of the collaborative nature and the opportunity to connect with new people and not just the audience, of course, that's a huge part of it. When that interview goes live, you're, you're going to get a chance to impact that audience when they tune into the show. But in the moment, as you're sitting with somebody, you're having a powerful conversation, you can get to know one another, you can share ideas. It's a networking experience that can lead to the start of a very powerful relationship. Like I said before, maybe they need what you sell, maybe vice versa. You need what they have to offer. Maybe you have an affiliate program that they might want to run on their show and now they can monetize their podcast. And at the same time, you get 
a new customer, but now you've got the affiliate commission side of it. Like there's so much that can be gained from the networking side of this. So on top of that, once you do these podcast interviews, in most cases, there's this multiple component of data, or I'm sorry, multiple component of information and content that you can utilize with video, with audio. If you want to transcribe the episode, you can have blog posts and social media posts. Perhaps what you talk about can be turned into a webinar. There is so much that's built into one podcast episode that you can then repurpose. I don't think you can do that with a lot of other content. And then on top of that, it's passive. You're giving people the opportunity to consume this content when they're walking the dog, at the gym, driving the car. You can't do those things with video. You can't do those things with blogs. Now, people consume that kind of content. And of course, I do too. And I love it. But I would put podcasting above all of them because of all those items I just listed. Yeah, awesome. Like we also talked about, it's the, one of the most important things that I discovered in business. Like nobody succeeded alone. You need some people around you. So, yes. Mm -hmm. So uh, let's get into that more. So how do people know somebody would like to be a guest on a show, for example, like yourself now? So they start looking that I might not be... Who would want to have me as a guest? Like I was thinking when I started, who would want to be on my show? Because I am just starting. I had episode released on my podcast, but they were like solo episodes, right? So I was, when I started as a host, I was asking myself, who would want to be on this podcast of mine that I have never actually guested anyone? So how do you do that? First, you have to knock the imposter syndrome out of your approach and not, not worry about that. What One of the big things I love about the podcast stage is it brings people to the same level. When those mics go hot and you start having a conversation, you're just two professionals having a conversation about the content that you're passionate about. It doesn't matter if one person is a 25-figure earner and the other one is just getting started. At that moment, you're on the same playing field and you are just sharing ideas and having a good conversation. Now, if somebody is trying to make somebody feel bad that they've gotten further, that's a terrible approach, and I hope that they don't do that. They need to stop. Everybody can come together and create collaborative, amazing content when you feel that synergy, when you realize that you have common goals and wanting to impact the audience and impact each other. There's so much that can be gained there. So imposter syndrome has to go away. The next step, as a guest, don't just spray and pray. If you're looking for shows to be a part of, do not just start firing your information at any podcast within a hundred mile radius. Start looking for shows where your expertise can make a meaningful impact. You can listen to a couple episodes and get a good feel for the type of conversations that are taking place and how they're impacting the audience with those conversations. If you can lend some type of credibility and, and some type of knowledge to that conversation, you know, this is probably a good show for you to reach out to and start that conversation to see if they want to bring you on as a guest. Now that you know the show is for you, when you reach out, don't just give them this bullet point list of accolades of things that you've accomplished. Start thinking about what they've talked about, what you heard when you were doing your initial research, and let them know how you can add value to that. Make it more about them than about you. 
And you could do that very easily just by saying, I was listening to episode 23 and you had Bill on and, and you and Bill were talking about all this phenomenal stuff. I have clients that I work on, or I work in the space with clients on this information all the time. I'm going to be sure to share this with them because I know they're going to learn something as well. Listen, I like to share my expertise on podcasts as well. If you're looking for guests, maybe we can connect and have some collaboration that will impact your audience in another way. I can talk about what you and Bill talked about, but I can also add X, Y, and Z to the conversation. So you're showing your value, but you're also proving that you didn't just fire off a potential recommendation of yourself without doing some due diligence first. So to summarize the whole thing, your motives have to be rooted in value and your outreach has to do exactly the same. So you're not only showcasing why you're an asset, but why you would add value to their world. Yeah, that's very important. So like now, how do people in general like find the hosts? Let's say, what are, for example, your best recommendations to find the host? Should they, for example, start searching on Google like certain topics, for example, and looking to website and see if these websites or owner of these websites have like a podcast and start pitching to them or like looking into LinkedIn. What is the, do you think the best way that, let's say the, the best time effective way for guests to look for podcasts? There are a number of different approaches you can take, and there are a number of different platforms out there that you can set up accounts on. One that I recommend to everybody, and that's actually where you and I connected, Hussein, is Podmatch. And if you're going to pay for a platform, that's the one that I would recommend. Podmatch makes it simple. It makes it incredibly easy to meet somebody. If if you're a host of a show and you're looking for guests, you can use it for that. If you're a guest looking to make guest appearances, you can find shows that align with your mission and message. Very easy to use platform. Highly recommend that. But In addition to that, something that I feel can take things to a new level, yes, you can automate your efforts to some degree using sites like Podmatch, but you still have to put a little bit of time and research into it yourself. And this is where talking to somebody like me who does this for you and does the heavy lifting in regards to that research can be an incredible boost and just an incredible hack for you and your brand. Because if you don't have that kind of time, hey... Let's come together on what you're looking to accomplish. Then we can start looking for shows that match up with what you want to accomplish. And something I'd like to do, it's taking things a little bit further because you can use Google to find podcasts and you can type in best entrepreneur podcast, best financial podcast, and it's going to spit back a lot of good results. But sometimes I'll start to look for key terms that are relevant to what people want to do or what they want to achieve. And when I come across businesses and companies and brands I start with what they do, and then I look to see if they have a podcast. Mm. Because if I know what they do as a brand, and then I have someone that I can align that will help, that's great. But if they have a podcast, I know we're pretty much halfway home with making this happen. Now we just have to reach out and connect. But sometimes that might fall flat. Sometimes they don't have a podcast, and that's okay. But it's taking things to another degree and finding more about if the message that a person wants to bring onto a show is actually aligned, if their company and their, their their standards and their mission is built around pretty much the same thing, I know they'll drive. And if they have a podcast, just puts us in a better position to win. So finding shows that are 
in your wheelhouse where your expertise is going to shine. That's really the most important part. And spending time on shows that don't, really not a good use of your time and more than likely incredibly hard to even get an appearance on a show like that. Yeah. So let's see now somebody showed in a show and like like now as we're recording and the episode will be released after a while. With the episode, for example, is released, do you think if the guest does not have their own podcast, should they have some kind of, uh, let's say, uh, a list of the podcasts that they have been on? Oh, absolutely. That's one of the big parts. Once that content's live, you, you want to use it to your full advantage. And if you don't have a podcast, that's okay. You, you don't need to have a podcast to leverage this network. But if you don't put emphasis on the fact that you were a guest on these shows, it's really a wasted opportunity because this content is positioning you as the go-to resource. And the more guest appearances you make, people are going to look at you and realize that you are in demand. People, podcasters want to bring you on and feature your expertise. So one of the big things you can do is have a page on your website where you list all of your guest opportunities or your guest appearances so people can check those out. Now, will they sit there and listen to all of them? Probably not. But sometimes it's just that that image of this long list. And what I do on my page, I put the Spotify player because you can embed it. Then if people do happen to listen, now they're spending time on your website that can help your retention rate, but more so it gives a nice uniform look on your page. It's a phenomenal way to feature what you've done. And again, it's social proof. People Mm -hmm. see this. If they've already invested in you, they know they made the right investment because you are continuing to bring this value to the world, but on all these new podcasts that you make an appearance on. And if they're still looking to make that decision, the more they see, the more they know, okay, this is a person I want to talk to. I want to be in the same sphere as them because they can teach me a lot and deliver the transformation that I'm looking for. Yeah. So Jason, would you tell me and the success of nation something and would be a shock to know about you? (laughs) Well, I don't know if you'd be shocked, but like I said, I mean, I, I have no qualms about talking about this. When I first started, I, I sucked. I was not good at podcasting. Really did not realize what I what I needed to do. And I guess that 15-year layoff from when my college radio show ended to where I launched my first podcast, I lost a lot of the juice. So I needed to get that back. And what I did was, obviously, it was a little trial by fire just getting on the microphone, realizing that I liked what I was doing, but I needed to improve. So continuing to work on that, continuing to build my skill set, And then for me, that time away was really the game changer because I wasn't putting the pressure on myself to have to create new content and do things in the moment. I was able to listen analytically to podcasts, to news record, news shows, Anything where people were communicating with an audience, I wanted to grab hold of that and see what I could learn. Mm -hmm. So I recommend you do that. And you don't have a year and a half was just how long it went for me. I didn't set a timer and say, okay, after a year and a half, you'll be good. No, it was just how long it went for me. But you can do this for a few minutes a day, every day. I still do it to this day because 
one, I, I you know, try to find the positive in everything. And one thing I'll say is like, if you're watching videos on YouTube, you just get riddled with ads sometimes. So I try to flip that and say, like, okay, what can I learn watching these ads? So I can see how people are utilizing the ad platforms. So trying to find a positive in everything. But just taking a couple minutes a day, if you're listening to the radio or watching the news, if you really want to utilize this method of building your brand and getting your voice out there, just watch the news with an analytical cap versus watching it because you want to be miserable for a few minutes because they're just sharing a bunch of car accidents and stuff. Like, think about how the, these newscasters communicate with the audience. Like I said, mm. that made the difference for me. And I will say, like I said, it may not be a shock, but I will say taking that time away is what changed everything for me. Yeah, that's amazing. It was actually speaking of news anchors, for example, and these kind of things. When I started out and still to this do, like sometimes you make a mistake, like you do that, right? So when you mm-hmm. when you watch something like the news and the anchor makes a mistake and whatever it is kind of mistake, like you say, that that's fine. That's part of the process. Sometimes it happens, right? So it's so that it's okay. It doesn't have to be perfect. And with time, you will be better at this. So, so that's great. Everything takes time and practice. So, what do you yeah. say? Your best uh, books in regards to podcast guesting recommendations? Books. Hmm. I honestly, I don't have any books other than I would say the best one to grab would be the one that I helped contribute to, which was Podmatch Guest Mastery. And you can grab that. And there's one for hosts as well. But a bunch of us in the Podmatch community came together to contribute our thoughts on how to be the best possible podcast guest. And I highly recommend. Easy grab on Amazon. Yeah. Well, Jason, where can people get in touch with you, learn more about you? And learn how to be a better uh, guest in podcast. I'll give you the first step is to head over to enhanceyourauthority.com. And when you do that, you can grab a free gift. It's a guide that I put together called the Absolute Guide to Authority Enhancement. And really, it's a the, the first foundational steps in understanding why podcast guesting would make sense for you as a way to enhance your authority and build your thought leadership status. And I've also got some steps and some tips and some strategies that you can follow to get the ball rolling. And if you want to take that to the next level, you can always connect with me and we can have a discovery session to talk about your ideas and how it would work. And also when you do grab that guide, you'll also get access to weekly training videos that I share with my email community only. So those are private. They don't go anywhere else on the interwebs. At least as of now, maybe that will change down the road. But for right now, it is available just to my email community. And once you do that, you'll be redirected to my site where you can learn everything you want to know about yours truly. Awesome. Well, Jason, thank you for being here with me on this episode of the Success Again podcast. Lots of information, useful tips, and uh, amazing talk with you. And uh, hopefully we'll do that again. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Thank you very much for allowing me to come on and have a good talk with you, Hussein. I hope the audience had a great time as well. It was a blast. Thank you, sir.